0: Guten Tag and Bienvenidos, listeners, and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I, Brian Ernst, will be your host today as we are talking top five transactions. I'm hoping we get down and dirty and maybe even illegal today. Mm. Our first contestant is a man familiar with transaction, as he's seen everyone he's ever loved traded away from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's Mitch Brinkman. How are you, sir?
1: Oh, you son of a <laughs> bitch! Oh my god, is that was that because I told you I was crying at the Kevin Garnett documentary? Is that why you just brought that up?
0: No, it was just a joke about the Minnesota Timberwolves in general.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because this past week, I was I finished the Kevin Garnett documentary on Showtime, and I cried like a little baby at the end of it. Uh, thinking like man, okay, he 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 achieved, man, and he was my hero during my childhood. And like one day, I'm gonna achieve like Kevin Garnett, you know. And and uh, you know, of course, I like how um, there's no
0: specific goals. I'm gonna achieve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means.
1: I don't have a singular purpose like like KG, the big ticket had. So um, I th- that just felt very pointed, and I feel very seen. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna play extra hard today, just because you did that.
0: So. Good. Oh, fantastic and making his uber cinco debut to challenge you from the cannabis friendly state of michigan a man with a beard so fine it made his fellow roseville ilian grow out his hair to compete it's the incomparable steve less is more here he is
2: how are you steve oh, thank you gentlemen thank you brian it's an honor <laughs> to be here for my First ever appearance, long time caller for uh, long time caller, first time listener. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, there we go, there we go. First foray into the den, you know, and which I don't know if enough people know why we call it the den. It's because Bizbear. Yeah. And if you, yeah, you, you, you gotta go to the website. I understand. He's are just the part, sir.
0: That I'm beard is, is built for a den, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Perfect. Now, if you all want to get blown to the moon, head on over to ubersynco.com to submit your suggestions for upcoming shows and to watch and share your favorite episodes, because we know there's many. And if uh, you're new to the den, welcome and let us wake you up with a quick rundown of the rules.
2: Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer.
1: Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But, if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber,
0: Uber Down. Down. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, The host will reveal the final score. And as a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show where I, Brian Ernst, will give you my Fast Five send-off. Where I'm going to rattle off the top five things I would say on the Yellowstone Ranch. All right. Now, and finally, as host, I am entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. Bonus points to anyone who guesses my seven-letter wordle. On the back of this page, I've written a phrase that is seven words. Sorry, seven letters. letters. I apologize. Seven letters. At the end of each round, you'll get one guess at one letter, and we will see if you guess my word. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And Steve, you won the pre-show corn husking contest, shattering every record Nathan ever established. So you get to go first.
2: I always knew implanting claws on the end of my arms would pay off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. My number five,
0: number five okay. transaction. What do you got?
2: Number five transaction. Your first home as we get a oh. ring notification.
0: Oh, from my chime that I have just unplugged.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I've lived in more farms, the knoll, the ranch triangle. Mm hmm. The Moorbrink Plank Shack recently relocated from Sexington, Kentucky.
1: No, that's true. <laughs> yep.
2: The Asland <laughs> Apartment. <laughs> Fort George. And finally, Shea Morsky. Shea Morsky. The home yeah. that my wife, Genevieve Kosky, and I bought uh, January of 2021. We now own a home. We are homeowners. There are no landlords in our life. It was mm-hmm. the greatest feeling to make that purchase and hand over some amount of money to a bank so we could hold our stuff somewhere, which is definitely a John Mulaney joke that I always like to reference when talking <laughs> about buying a home because I still feel poor yet I I have a home. home with a dog. <laughs> yeah. I forgot Birdie's back there, too. So wow.
1: Okay, so if this is the greatest transaction ever, why isn't it your number one?
2: Um, because there are mm. four others that are better. Better? Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did I say it's the greatest transaction, or
1: or, or, or it was the greatest feeling, or or what did he say? Greatest moment of your life when you? No, he said it felt the best
0: to take something from the greatest generation. I think is what he said.
1: Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Some (laughs) seventy-year-olds left. Uh, Mm -hmm. We took their home and their lives and their identities, and now we kind (laughs) of finally afford the middle-class lifestyle we've been uh, we've been gunning (laughs) for.
1: I'll say that, that's our whole generation is like just old people Waiting. walking through the jungle and they come upon a huge hole filled with people. And one person's like, hey, did you just want to come, just come over to the edge just for a second? I just want a little help. And then you pull them in and you crawl out on their old bones and then you're out. So
0: um, <laughs> millennials literally crawling yeah. <laughs> your way to the top.
1: <laughs> millennials, wait till your parents died.
2: Pay off student loans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Dark but real. Woo! <laughs> <Blood laughs> kill everyone and take. <laughs> yeah. well, hey, it's going to have to. We <laughs> learned
1: it from the greatest generation, the best generation. That's we were trained to do that. So, well, the we, we're the ones generation. who know how to. Let's we are the sure. greatest. Well, yeah, there's the
2: silent yeah. generation, and yeah. then the greatest generation. Yep, yeah. and then a, a <laughs> steep fall.
1: And it's and and silent and greatest both stuff it down to the brown, right? Like they're both like whiskey, lunch and right after work. Don't talk, just drink. Yes. Correct. Yeah, okay, good, good. Okay.
0: Yeah, call me when the greatest generation knows how to open file, save a PDF and send it in an email and then we'll see oh. who's better. Oh, oh man. Uh, buying a home I feel like is a pretty pretty solid transaction. Uh, it's, a, it's a little too much adulting though for me right now. I, that's a lot of a lot of thought and things and it's very scary.
2: So you'd rather keep it as your dream home? Just in the
0: abstract. I'll achieve it. Like my 3,000 square foot home, mm-hmm. I'll eventually find in the middle, maybe in Kentucky. We'll see. I'll have to look, to <laughs> see where I can afford it in the next couple of years. Uh, I mean- Uh, Mitch, what do you have to compete with this number five? My number five
1: is going to blow Steve's out of the goddamn water Um, (laughs) because a house that happens every single day. You know, Quicken Loans, they got Super Bowl commercials coming up because they give people the chance to, to get a house every single day. Wow. Great. Fun. My number five is the feeling you get. It's that beautiful transaction when you have entered a March Madness uh, tournament pool, right? You've, you've submitted your brackets and you're in high school and you're going against 65 other 15 year old boys. Everyone's tossed in 20 bucks a bracket and it's 2000, uh, two and the Maryland Terrapins have just taken an unlikely championship led by Juan Dixon and Steve Blake and Chris Wilcox. And you go to, to Kevin Rowdy. And he's the man with the cash. He's been running the game. And you come to him and you walk up and he says, Brinkman, I can't believe you fucking did it. And I said, I can't believe either. The Terrapins really helped me out here. And he puts 475 fresh hot bones in your hand. And you walk down that hall and at first you're proud because everyone can see you're carrying tons of cash. And then you're a little scared because you think someone might punch me or throw me into a locker and take this money. But that power you have and you, you, you go to lunch. You go to you go to McDonald's first and then you go uh God, what was the name of that place it was called Busy's or Zibby's, Zippy Zips Zappies Zippies Zippies You're
0: get- not making it better with each guess but continue Sorry sorry
1: <laughs> right by my high school uh in Mendota Heights Minnesota there be a beautiful thick chocolate shake cash right out just I'm paying with cash here let's go um I and after they won that championship, I got myself some Maryland Terrapin basketball shorts. They only recently just died a couple years ago. Steve, you remember these? I was going to say, I,
2: those are very familiar. I've they worn those big. many times. Without they were lying.
1: vibrant. They were <laughs> ugly. They were comfortable. They were expensive. They were thick. They had great embroidery on them.
0: Man, they were too thick. They they must have held in so much moisture.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also a great layer between uh, my toots and and the rest of the living room and, you know, other people's noses. So mainly the um, chair. Well, yeah, well, the chair. <laughs> yeah. God, that poor we recliner. I tell that. you what. <laughs> um,
2: I didn't know farts could leave a groove, too. <laughs>
0: I'm just picturing that chair started off as like a lazy boy, like on the floor, like perfect model. And then it ended up looking like Frazier's dad's chair by the time you were done with it.
1: Absolutely. We yeah. – we, we, one of us should have minored in like sanitization of fabric during college to help with that thing because that was
0: – You had to duct tape the fart hole. Oh. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, that is, that is just a beautiful transaction when that happens. Also, part of it is just dumb luck. Like you don't have to work for it. You just – just that – thick stack of money that you know came out of every other little shithead's wallet you know and you you took their cash that's my number five
2: did you can i ask did you did you talk shit with everybody's money and then run because that's what i'm imagining you like running down the hallway i holding it tightly laughing maniacally (laughs)
1: I did not get to shit talk level till junior year. That that's when I felt more comfortable at at the all boys' high school. So this is sophomore year. I'm still kinda quiet. People are still kind of finding out about me. I was a new kid freshman year. A lot of people had been there from since junior high. So um I wasn't talking hard shit yet. But after winning this, kids would come up to me and be like, Dude, I heard you won the, the bracket. Like, what the fuck? And I was like, Yeah, I guess I'm just the fucking smartest kid here. So like, you know, like then maybe a little <laughs> shit came into came into play. That's but, what
2: it takes to win a Bracket. Like <laughs> exactly, <that. right? laughs> it's, it's just yeah. pure knowledge of the sport. You just look at the teams yep. that are better. You pick them and you win.
1: It's, mm-hmm. and I don't I, know why think, everybody doesn't do it. I think that year I picked teams by like what mascot in real life could kill the other mascot, you know? Oh, um, classic. So, and of course, tariff. that's why
2: actually, that's why the Detroit Lions consistently beat the Arizona Cardinals. Just want me exactly. throw that in there.
1: There you go. Yeah, because somehow I mean,
2: they've beat them the last like seven times in a row.
1: Because a Cardinal, Sports. once it flies into a lion's mouth, you know, it's gone. It's dead. Yeah. So um that's my number five. I'm, I'm going to stop going on here. I just want to put out there. Obviously, it's better than Steve's. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh for these fives, I was going to give you guys two points all around. But mm-hmm. Steve, uh, seeing the pride in your eyes of, of being a homeowner, gets you the extra point to bring you to three. And uh for Mitch, I was only going to give you two as well. But then you. You listened. You gave me something illegal. A bunch of underage gambling. Yes. So you're getting the three points. <laughs> yes. Woo. All right. Before we move on to number four, you each get to guess one letter. Pick a letter of the alphabet to add to the wordle.
1: Um, Pick a letter. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the easy one. E.
0: There is no E. There's no E. M. M. And there is no M. There is no M or E. Remember that, boys, oh my gosh. as we go okay. on to our number fours. Mm-hmm. Uh, And back to Steve, what do you have as your number four transaction of all time?
2: My number four transaction of all time is a free one located near every American. It's a library loan. Oh,
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Wow. These are like free money. You go and check out with your library card to go buy your own house, right?
2: Exactly. You bring a library, a book, they give you (laughs) $100,000. All you really have to do is show them that you live nearby. Party? Which might be might be hard if you don't have a house, but it's true. It's, true. it's kind of a. Experience. You see that milk
0: crate over there? That's my residence. <laughs> if you don't take that as evidence, then fuck you.
2: I have had to have this on my list as a librarian, but it mm-hmm. is very important to me um, because it is the last bastion of the public sphere in America: <laughs> the library. Yep. Um, it's. Kind of cliche at this point, but uh, at least to me. But because uh, I've heard it so many times. But if you tried to create or establish libraries today, it wouldn't happen because most of a certain party would lose their collective mind over it. Mm-hmm.
0: We have a younger audience here on this show. Can you explain what is a library?
2: <laughs> it's all of the knowledge that humans have accumulated over thousands of years mm-hmm. stored in one building
1: hmm.
2: where you can get to it for free wow you pay this no money like a scam. You don't,
1: <laughs> now, and okay. it's
2: paid by your taxes
1: which your there it is hey there,
0: <laughs> there it is there's the scam
1: what's the last thing that you you checked out from the library steve
2: Oh, that would be a book I didn't finish by an author from the <laughs> University of Chicago. Um, so you're called, saying
1: it was uh, a waste of time. It wasn't worth it. Worth, <laughs> worth the- no, oh. no. I ha- well, I
2: had to return it. It was a 900-page book. Um, uh, but that does count as a circulation uh, transaction. So the library okay. gets to up its number whether I finish the book or not. So okay. actually, there's a point. You don't even have to read the book. Go to your library, check out everything you can carry. Cool. Go drop it in the return bin. Mm -hmm. Now somebody has work to do. Now the library has uh, higher numbers so they can justify existing uh, another year.
1: Wait, okay. So this is real. So next time I'm like walking down Belmont or something and I pass the library, I should just pop in, grab books off the shelf, check them out, and immediately put them in the return bin and that would help?
2: Yes, it would. Oh my god! I mean, you are definitely adding to their workload, but so much <laughs> of uh, libraries' uh, funding comes from their circulation numbers, like the uh. a, a statistic that they can share with people who don't understand how libraries work.
1: Is it does does online checking out does that add to the numbers as well?
2: Oh yeah, use uh, Hoopla. Check okay. out every ebook. Max out if if it's the day before the end of your monthly. Uh, yeah period or whatever just max them out they'll be gone tomorrow but the library like, gets that credit you know interesting
1: cuz i cuz i check out a lot of ebooks online i'm like i'm going to read all these man i'm going to i'm going to read that that new Zadie smith book i'm going to i'm going to finally get into that into that uh, into the corrections by Jonathan Franzen. Let's go, you know. I'm I'm gonna finish that biography about Vanderbilt and it never happens. It just goes on my Kindle, it sits there and they, and they get returned. But yep. you know, and you're knows. you're only reminded you
2: ever bothered to start reading it in the first place when you get an email saying it's gone. Yep.
1: And you're like, oh crap. Uh,
2: now you don't now
1: you don't have to feel that. That's true. You know? That's a, that's a very good point. Um I okay, I I didn't know that. I will do that from now on. I'll just I'll just drop in and, and check out. So yeah.
0: There you Very go. Cool. I think I've told the story. I think I've told the story on the pod before, but at the time I remember crying to my dad because I had a goosebumps book I took out of the library that was like several weeks late, and I started crying because I didn't know how much it was going to cost in late fees when we brought it back, and he sent me in with a twenty, and it was a ten cent late fee, <laughs> and the librarian was just pissed. She had to make change. Gave it to me. I came back to my dad with nineteen dollars and ninety cents, <laughs> and he was like, "What the hell just happened?"
2: <laughs> Libraries generally so. hate doing that for that reason. Uh, like, we I'm get sure. rid of late fees because we don't want to deal with change.
1: Yeah, we don't make any <laughs> money <easy>. off you.
0: <laughs> 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 We're here for the government's money, not yours.
1: <laughs> this is not okay now th- this is a question I've had because obviously you, you go to a library now like let's say during the day you go at tuesday at 10 a.m there's a good chance unless there's a school group there for some reason it, it there's there's gonna be uh m- most likely like a male adult population between you know whatever it is uh and should there be just like a like a privacy porn room you know with with, with like a you cannot leave this room until you spritz and wipe down and everything. Because it seems like that's every, like it seems like there's enough creeps there. I'm just, I, I know this isn't probably a librarian's favorite question, but th- this, is, this is a solution I'd like to find.
0: Could you imagine the picketing of tax dollars going to a sex room in a library? <laughs> it's not a sex room. You're not, you can't fuck other people in there. A self-sex there sex room.
1: <laughs> people, people, people love self-care now. What about self-love? You know, that's, that's. It's the self-love room, yes. <laughs>
2: I think instead of adding that to the library, you should get um, an Andrew Carnegie equivalent, maybe Bezos, mm-hmm. to fund uh, a new wave of public apartments, porno theaters. Oh,
1: porno theaters. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, because that's what you're asking for, right? Yeah,
1: I guess. Like, if we just got all those people's homes, then then also, like, the problem would go. You know, if they had a, a nice place to stay during the day, um, that would also go away. So maybe that's the solution. Just eradicate homelessness. That makes too much, that make too much sense. OK, sorry.
0: I think the better idea is to create the chain of honorary <laughs> Paul Rubens slash Fred Willard public porn theaters. I think that's what we should really create.
1: You know, I heard from someone who <clears throat> a, a former coworker of Danny's that living in New York in the 90s, it was very normal to go and stand in line to go to a to to a Jack Palace or whatever you want to call him. And
0: <laughs> I think that is it, the yeah, formal term, and it, yes. it
1: was not weird. It was very normal. He said like he would go on his lunch break almost every day. And as gentlemen tell me this, you, you were there that, that, that night, Brian, actually uh, the, the guy I was talking to outside at, uh, at the chip in. Oh uh, yeah. yes. And, and he's like, I would go on my lunch. And it's like, you, you you have an hour for lunch. I grab a quick sandwich. I eat it on the way. I go and stand in line, you know, I'm back at work Really tension. I'm like, yeah, and he's like, "Yes, it was kind of a problem for me, but still, it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> weird or like out of the bounds of of normalcy in New York." And he said, "But the most annoying thing on Fridays, the freaking bridge and tunnel crowd would come and stand in line too, and like they thought it was all fun. It was like, ooh, we're 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 being tourists in the in the Jack Palace line. Well, me and my friends <laughs> who are there on a regular basis, we just have to wait longer." Like he was actually upset about this, and I I just you know. Coming from Tragedy the West, the I'm like, comments. I just I I can't I, I don't know how to connect with you on this, sir. Uh it just sounds weird, the whole thing. Um, but um and I, I shouldn't say weird. It sounds um unnecessary. Because also I was like, You had an apartment, right? Why couldn't you just he'd be like, Yeah, but Well did he live near his work? He did, I mean, but he had roommates and he's like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it with with roommates around and I'm like, What?
0: Huh? There for the need for the Jack yeah. palace. So, There's yes. a
2: time and place for everything like at work in the bathroom on your lunch break. is not the time or place for no. it. Mitchell.
1: No, 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 absolutely not. Um, so, and, uh, you know, and he, he mentioned the most important person, that whole operation, all this is going on. It, it was a guy that they called mop boy and he would sit out by the entrance and go in and make sure that the next, uh, stall or stanchion was ready you know, for,
0: I wiped down the for loads the next, for the next patron.
1: Uh, and this yes. guy was seriously talking to me. He's like, I, I would love to write a script or like a, or like a, a play about this guy. I want to, I want to bring Mop boy to the stage or the screen. And I, I was, you know, just like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this. Like, tell me more just cause I was so curious of what this world Where was is like. His brain and, and why, why was this like, why was this like a cool thing for people to do? Uh, like the way he described it too it was like, oh yeah, you go out on a Saturday night, get a slice of pizza, drop by the Jack Palace on the way home. It's like, yeah, you just you're with friends, everyone you know hops in, and then you all go your separate ways, and it just it's just straight. You know, of course, New York's a different place. With you have less space at home and all that kind of thing, and
0: <laughs> this is what makes New York different. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, we all go together to the Jack Palace, sit down in a line, and Dutch rudder each other. Yeah, this is not what we need, all right?
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah.
2: Minnesota, you bring your neighbors a hot dish. In, in New York, uh, you sit next to your neighbor with a hot fist. <laughs> oh.
1: Hot fist, yes. You know what? You know what? Giuliani changed that city. They really Disneyed it up, man. New York used to be New York, you know?
0: So we've gone from libraries to Jack Palaces now to Mitch's number four. What do you have for us, sir?
1: My number four is a classic transaction. It's only happened once in the history of, of everything, but it's such an amazing transaction. And that is in the film fast times at Ridgemont high when Jess Bacoli buy orders a pizza to Mr. Hand's class and pays for it extra cheese with sausage, um, the, the, the pie comes in and he's like, yeah, man, it, it's our time, so why not a little bit of the feast during our time? And then Mr. Hand is like, oh, yes, Mr. Spicoli, it's our time. And then he, you know, he takes the pizza to the front and then lets everyone enjoy. And Spicoli's like, dude, like, oh, you know, he's just stunned. <laughs> um, And he can't believe Mr. Hand would, you know, like, you know, freaking commandeer his his saw like that, dude. Um, But I just... I love that scene so much because that's the like pizza makes everyone happy, spicoli makes everyone happy, Mr. Hand eventually gets won over by Spicoli because he takes the time to understand him eventually, you know, and and Spicoli is just a powerful character and the the, the Sean Penn you see today just feels so far removed <laughs> from Spicoli. And I'm sure Sean Penn was like, all right, I've got this rule. Now I've got to go to the beach every day for the next 200 days and like live with a surfer, you know? So I'm sure he
0: went over. Live live amongst the surfers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it it comes out in just the truest, most joyful, most pure character ever. Spicoli is easily one of my favorite characters in movies. Um, And it was always a dream of mine to order a pizza to a class. It never happened. I did once. I mentioned past couple weeks doing root beer floats in a class and the teacher being against it. But like who, who can say no to root beer floats? No one can. Um And, um and so, yeah, I just, I, I love this scene. I can't remember the guy's name who plays Mr. Hand, but he's also great. Perfect. um a Villain to, for, for Spicoli. And uh I also like in this movie, cause Spicoli doesn't really like, you don't know much about him. Like you don't really see him interact with other people too much. He's just sort of, he feels like a mythic figure going through the movie. Cause He's like, you know, a small side character. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's my number four. Uh, it's classic. If you haven't seen it, uh, also Tyler um, Negron plays the pizza guy. He's a stand standup. Um, and uh, it's just a, it's just a sweet, sweet little scene. So that's my number four. Spicoli, extra cheese, sausage.
0: So you're going up against the importance of one of our oldest knowledge institutions with a single scene from Fast Times with Mm Richmond
1: High. Okay. I just, you know, when you see Spicoli roll backwards out of his van the first time you see him, then he pops up with his skateboard, you know, in his Hawaiian shirt. You're just like, this guy, this is what we need. This is what we need. Uh, A smart guy who just, he's just nice and he just wants, he just wants to bring pizza. To the world that's all
0: maybe he'd so. be smarter if he had a library card okay no.
2: not <laughs> to influence you brian but i do want to point out that if the library doesn't have what you want they'll get it for you
0: oh. which
2: is like if if they don't have pizza they'll order pizza for you
0: wow i need a pizza sure. library <laughs> That sounds. So that great.
2: alone's better than Mitch's entry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, you are going to get two points for this round. I was going to give you three, but you're just making me feel guilty for the last time I've been to a library and Mitch, <laughs> you're going to get one because I, I love Spicoli. I love Spicoli, but you can do better than pizza to a classroom. I know you can. You got uh, it. What up, you. bro? Come on, man. You got it in you. And that, brings, is us that to, dude? brings us to the end of round four. Any more letters to guess for today's seven letter wordle? Mitch your letter.
1: Um I'm going to go with O.
0: There is one O.
1: Where is it in the word? Can you tell us that?
0: It is the fifth letter.
1: The fifth letter. Okay. Do you play Wordle every day, Brian?
0: I've never played Wordle because I'm not okay. buying into that shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Big Wordle hasn't gotten
1: to no, no,
0: no, I have not. Not
1: yet. Not yet. Um, because you know, Wordle, you guess a word and then, but you know, so you know, you can get more than one. It's not hangman. Right now we're not playing Wordle. I just want to tell you that right now. I don't care.
0: This is my (laughs) Wordle. I spelled it differently. Can't you see there's no O. That means it's a startup.
1: Got it. Okay. So seven (laughs) with an O. Steve, what's your guess?
0: B. There is no B.
1: All right. No B. Okay. Um. Uh. I would like to guess the word, please. Marlborough. Oh no! Shit, that doesn't work at all. Never mind. Wow. Okay.
2: <laughs> no. No M. No B.
0: His <laughs> oh, guess: <crap>. Marlboro. Marlboro.
1: <laughs> Marlborough. Uh, <laughs> They're a brand new sponsor for cigarettes here on Ubersinko. Cigarettes. They keep you skinny. Woo
0: here we go. All right. <laughs> oh, with that lovely ad. that brings us to our number threes. <laughs> Mr. Moore, give us more. What do you got? Three.
2: For my number three, I have another reference to New York City.
0: <gasps>
2: so mm. I know. Uh, new York City.
0: That big Apple (laughs) windy City thing. Yeah.
2: So in the late 60s in Greenwich Village in New York City, members of the mafia opened a dive bar with no running water, no toilets, no fire exits, no liquor license. And they paid the local police a weekly bribe to look the other way, or at least let them know if there's a raid coming. Uh, In June of 1969, the police raided the bar without warning. And instead of their usual uh, roughing up of patrons and checking IDs, they started making arrests. They blocked the exits. They started beating people. And this particular community of people had had enough at this point. Uh, So when an officer had clubbed a woman in the head, uh, when she complained that her handcuffs were too tight, Uh, she turned to the, the crowd, uh, outside the bar and said, why don't you guys do something? And they did something. And what followed was the Stonewall riots or the Stonewall uprising, which is a rebellion by the LGBT community, uh, against police brutality, against, uh, marginalization by dominant culture in general. Um, and I... Learn about Stonewall through learning about Marsha P. Johnson, who is uh, mistakenly credited, which she will admit she wasn't the first person to throw a brick. She wasn't even there when they started, but she is uh, an icon who is associated with it. So when I thought of Star House, the street transaction revolutionaries house, I uh, thought Stonewall deserved a place on here. So top three. Uh, Transaction. Stonewall Uprising. Oh, I OK.
1: I was like, what is going on? OK, got it now. OK, it's a little slow here on, on the uptake, a little slow in the
0: uptake. Sorry about that. We feeling um, guilty now. We went from Jack Palaces to Stonewall, huh? <laughs> <laughs> little different New York, huh, Mitch? Steve, you will not
1: wash the filth off of us. We are staying down in the mud, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, I, I I had no idea that the this started at a at a bar that was uh, I didn't know it was mob run I didn't didn't know that I I just yeah. assumed it was uh you know like a you know a, a gay bar probably owned by you know uh, well, the, someone of the community uh, but...
2: New York Mayor I forget his name but in the early sixties he uh, outlawed all gay bars so mm. there pretty much were none which is why it took the mafia and their connections. Mm. Um,
0: so the mob, again, was Start once that. more an equal opportunist than the city of New York. Yeah. Oh, my God. History's weird. <laughs> sure is. I Where think there it is actually is fair to, to say made. that this 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 uprising led to more diverse jack palaces throughout the city, which I think is a good thing right. that we can agree to more. Oh, of course. More yeah. inclusionary jack palaces. So.
1: I mean, because what, what was it? Uh, what, what's the uh, Times Square? You know, in the mid 70s, late 70s, that was, you know, uh, Jack Palace City. It was just, you know, I've seen taxi driver, palaces. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm wanking here. <laughs> taxi driver.
0: That's, close enough. That's, that's Minette Cowboy. Pretty close. close enough. Which also, also a porn theater scene in that one, too. Oh, you know, they're so. just everywhere, you guys. I mean, this yeah. we got to change the theme of this podcast to be just the history <laughs> of Jack Palaces, you know? Oh, I am I am very much impressed with Steve's ingenuity here of 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 his definition of transaction, which I think makes this a stand out choice. So, Mitch, wow. go ahead and go against it I, with something that's not going to be as serious and well thought out. Continue. <laughs>
1: oh, damn it, Steve! Uh, I'm just now. I'm just embarrassed. Here we go. Okay, this this number. My number three is called the it's it's the jazz lettuce uh, debacle. So. <laughs> You know, getting Sound drugs serious. Getting drugs used, jazz? used to be, no, no, <laughs> you know, jazz cigarettes, you know, devil's lettuce, um, marijuana, weed, uh, grass, flower, uh, smoke.
2: You mean cannabis? Cush,
1: cannabis. Yeah. So, you know how like. I you, use the medical term. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> THC, uh, plant or whatever you want to call it. Um uh papa's 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 eye closer you know that's uh, that, that's what i call it so don't um, people
0: usually say devil's lettuce Where, where's jazz lettuce come from
1: i mix jazz cigarette and devil's lettuce to be jazz lettuce so, <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> all right that ingenuity has already earned you a point so please thank you continue. very much thank you
1: very much um and so like of course trying to get drugs before the, the somewhat uh you know um wide range legalization used to always be like a little bit of a toss up, you know, like, um, like once I was in high school and I was with my my buddy, John and his friend, Aaron, and I didn't know what meth was. And Aaron was, was, had been doing meth at the time, had no idea what it was. And we were, we were all together. And Aaron was like, Hey, I need to go see my guy to get some more of this. And I'm like, what are you getting? I didn't know anything about it yet. So I went, so I've met a meth dealer before and he was really terrifying and creepy. And I was really glad I didn't have to get out of the car but Aaron did and walked into like the woods of a public park out in the suburbs of St. Paul with this guy. And I was like, it's, that seems dangerous. It doesn't, that guy doesn't seem nice or cool. Um, I feel unsafe in this car. I, you know, and you watch movies a lot as a kid. So you just think his car has four more henchmen in it and they're going to get out and they're going to surround our car and like take whatever little money I have, you know, um, to where now, so, like, like that's an uncomfortable situation. Of course, you've seen in movies, too, where they're like, I, I gotta go see my pot dealer. I'm gonna have to talk to him or whatever. You know, you gotta go in. You gotta do the dance. You know, you gotta maybe take a sample. Where they come over
2: and hang out forever and don't leave. Yeah,
1: yeah. When you're like, great, uh, Brody, we got the stuff. You can go now. Thank you so much, you know. Um, and, and that's why I think Spokoli would have been cool, because he, he would have just been, like, he'd be, like, at the beach, like, at the hot dog stand, and you'd be like... He said he's going to meet us here. Then he would just like come by on a skateboard and be like, hey, toss you the stuff, take the cash and be like, all right, I'm off to, you know, and he'd, he'd keep rolling. Like he'd be, that'd be a nice transaction. Whereas now, like you go to like the great state of Michigan, uh here in Illinois, um, you know, many states you can go just into a store and get it legally. And I was recently actually right uh, after your wedding, Steve, went to, the uh, Cure Leaf location, right there by Weber's Boutique Hotel in Ann Arbor, Michigan, mm-hmm. and went in. And I was, we're just like, all right, we're gonna get some some edibles and maybe like a couple of chocolates or something, maybe a little food, and we're gonna get out of there. And then the people that work there, though, now I feel like it's over. Where the the dealer's kind of boring, and you're kind of like, you can't wait to get away. Now they're too invested and too into it, and I still want to just get away, you know. And if and if you guys know what David Foster Wallace looks like. He always wore that Mm -hmm. headband. Imagine that guy, but like 100 pounds thinner and with um, suspenders. So like he definitely did musical theater in high school. And now he's just, you know, I I wrote down some of the names, you know, so it's like Tropicana Cherry. And if that doesn't float your boat, there's like, of course, Pineapple Express, Hardy Har Har. But if you're feeling, you know, too put off to get down, my good man, then, you know, you need to get on this on this Durban cheese, which sounds like a gross, stinky cheese to me. And then, of course, dessert, you get a little ice cream freeze. Illinois politician. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or, 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 or a little banana mouth, you know? And then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> as someone who doesn't know weed, I'm like, zoinks, you know, shaggy. I just want some Scooby snacks. And then, you know, this guy's like, yeah, w- w- we have all those too. We have those flavors too. Do you want those flavors? And it just was like – it felt like he was trying to sell me a car kind of like level of like <laughs> hunky-dory like let's be buddies, you know, like – Oh, this past week, me and my girlfriend tried this edible and it's like just just smooth, like pina colada mouthfeel. And it just like, it puts me in a great space. And I just wanted to tell him, I want the most amount of THC milligrams for the least amount of money. Don't (laughs) care if I have to cut it up. I just want that, please. And then he's like, well, if you you like this, if you want this, you should really got to look at this product here and then takes out, you know, uh, like- Uh, like jelly bean surprise, like, like cloud magnet or whatever it's called. And, you know, you're like, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't need a perfectly balanced thing. Like just, I don't know it by the end of it, I was so annoyed. And then they, they have a thing in Michigan where you have to pay, but it looks like an ATM transaction and not like a regular business transaction. And he explained that whole thing for like three minutes. I'm like, I get it. That just, just take my card. Give me the stuff let me get out of here please. So and I just oh it's just it's just it it was just a chore but the products were great. So I'm still <laughs> rating it as a very high transaction but I felt like I was in in a movie while it was happening. So oh sorry I mean, it I'm sounds done. like
2: the problem that I have with like sommeliers or when I worked at River Valley Farmers Table and had to learn about wine and sure. the the lengths to which people will go to like sub fraction different types of products down to the point where like i've i'm well past the point of understanding like i just want the most alcohol for the least amount of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah like i didn't even ask a leading question like actually i didn't ask a question why are you talking to me <laughs> you know, it usually goes like that Yeah yeah It's like, that's great that you have the knowledge, but I am going to ask you what I need to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like the same, like the same applies to being a librarian. Like I learned things as a sommelier that apply now. It's like you can have all the information in the world, but nobody cares until they need it. Exactly. (laughs) And otherwise you're just being a douche. (laughs) Oh, well, I think I can
0: top the douchiness of that. My first dispensary experience ever was in Tacoma, Washington on a business trip. The guy I was with like, let's go try it. We're here. This is well before it was legal in Illinois. And we walk in and this is my first experience with Spicoli becoming an entrepreneur. Like oh, that sure. was the first time I had this experience. And I apologize for the listeners who are offended by this. He dropped the R word several times in trying to pitch me this. And this was the scale he used. He was, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to dabble in this. I want to try something, nothing too strong. But He's like, well, it all depends on how retarded you want to get. Oh, this was his pitch to me. And I was oh, like, I do not understand that scale, sir. What? And he's like, well, do you want to get a little retarded or a lot of retarded? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, ju- I don't know. What, what is that? Why are you saying this? I just want the smallest amount to feel high. That's what I want. And then he just kept going into the same thing, same thing. But like that will never leave my mind that that was the scale he instinctively went to to pitch me weed. Yes.
2: That's like at this point, because he's like in a way technically correct, because that means it can mean to slow something down.
0: Yes. So like Like, how was he? Was he that smart? That's (laughs) not what he was saying. That's 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 not what he was saying. No, was not what he was saying. If he thought that far back to an actual dictionary definition of the musical phrase retardando, I would be very much impressed. (laughs) But I know that is not where he was. He was trying to sell sticky icky and that was it. (laughs) But that reminded me of that very cringeworthy story so mitch therefore you're getting three points for this round
1: (laughs) brian i i would suggest in the future don't buy weed in 1998 you know and then like probably the language will be updated so
0: i'm trying to think of what it was it was it was more recent than that it was in the 2010s oh that's what made it doubly uh (laughs) cringeworthy i will say
2: and you were in tacoma uh that's eastern washington
1: right i've
0: no, that's pretty far west. That's just south of Seattle, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Tacoma. Oh. Yeah. Tacoma's like the, you know, it's like the Rockford of Chicago, right? I mean, it is kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does
0: feel like Rockford a little bit. And, yeah.
1: and, and also, all offense to Rockford. Don't care for it. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. It's not a real city. Um, <laughs> so that is three points to the weed story hey. and three points to the Stonewall Uprising. If you don't <laughs> know what it is, go take a book out of your local library. <laughs> Alright, we are moving on to our number twos. But before oh, yeah. another oh. hangman slash wordle guess. Yeah.
2: Don't we get points for illegality?
0: Oh. That's not bonus points today. I'm just hoping for illegal stories. Oh, okay. But oh. I'm gonna give b I'm gonna give two to give bi am going to give 2 to both bonus points. You get four. Thank you. So technically uprising.
2: Drive, yeah, go ahead. I frequently drive over the speed limit. That's illegal.
0: Uprisings are illegal, technically. Bo- and- okay. Buying meth is also illegal, so you'll get four <laughs> points each for this round. As <laughs> So there's your wash. <laughs> and now, my hangman wordle guess. <laughs> have one okay. more letter from each of you.
1: So E-M-B-O have been guessed so far. We have one O. I'm, I'm going to guess T.
0: There is no T. What
1: the frick? Also, you're doing seven-letter wordle? The five-letter wordle is the traditional wordle. I You know... Did I tell you that this was traditional Wordle? <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just annoyed. Again, I'm just annoyed. No, That's oh. all. startup Wordle, my own spelling. <laughs> Brian, seven letter circus of
0: no. And I also said I didn't say word. I said phrase. Oh, you said phrase. I said phrase. Seven letter Wordle, but it's a phrase. Oh,
1: I didn't hear that
0: part. Oh shit. Okay. Um. Doesn't matter. You guess T. Steve, to guess a letter. Yep. R. There is no R. Jesus we will continue Christ. on to round number two here. Uh, Steve, your number two transaction of all time. What do you got?
2: My number two transaction of all time <laughs> is not Scottie Pippen for Olden Pollenese or Rick Roby for Dennis Johnson in an effort to save Larry Bird's liver. Oof. It's not the Bears trading up for Justin Fields, Stafford for Goff, is it Simmons for Harden? No. Oh, thank God. Though so that is the one transaction that inspired this list. Um, it's The transaction I chose is not for its impact on the league, uh, but as a an aside in this player's career, mm-hmm. uh, a humble beginning to a fairly successful NBA career. It also involves the same two teams that inspired this idea for top transactions, oh the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. So I will read to you from USA Today. The 51st pick to the New New Jersey Nets, Kyle Korver began recounting the day he was drafted in 2003. I found out shortly afterwards that I had been traded to Philly. I'm not sure if traded is the right word. I was more or less sold for an undisclosed amount of money. I later found out the Nets used that money to pay for the entry fee for their summer league team. And with that leftover money, They bought a coffee. uh, I'm sorry, a copy machine,
0: (laughs) not a coffee machine.
2: (laughs) Slightly more expensive, a copy machine. He says, but it's okay because a couple of years ago that copy machine broke, and I'm still playing.
0: Wow, (laughs) he beat Xerox. There you go. Okay, so it's like it's a well that's a joke in uh uh semipro. <laughs> it's like they traded a <laughs> washing machine to get monics. <laughs> yeah.
2: When did semi-pro come out? Was that like a a reference that we didn't get at the time?
0: I feel like that's two thousand and seven ish. Two thousand and eight. Oh hey okay. good guess. There
2: you go. So There
0: you go. Yeah. I liked you better when you were yeah. a washing machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, boy. It's,
2: it's a it's a fun bit of trivia. Um, But I love that you can trace it back to Kyle Korver was traded for a copying machine, and now he is one of the greatest shooters in NBA history.
1: (laughs) It it also seems weird that a team would have to pay to enter their summer league team into a a league run by the league they're in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if that was (laughs) another summer league? Maybe. Or...
1: Or if, like, or if a different entity Maybe was running charge. the summer league or something. Yeah,
2: it's very strange. Uh, I mean, it's entirely possible the NBA charges its teams to participate in the summer league. Yeah.
1: That <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds about right. So, Brian, for, for a little context, Kyle Corver is one of the most famous white guy NBA players ever for never being like a starter, really. Um, and he's an excellent shooter, but didn't really get quote unquote good or valuable or teams didn't really want him until he was like 32, probably. Like, it wasn't until his 30s. Uh, when Mm -hmm. he like, he, I can't remember the name of the, there's, there's a a name for, I believe it's Japanese. Um, is it like the, the act of doing one very large physical feat every year to like push your boundaries. Corver did this from like age like 29 to 35 to like expand his, his like essentially the limits of his fitness. And so like him and him and his friends carried a boulder across the ocean floor for like, I think it was like 10 miles as a team.
2: 30 miles. 30
1: miles. Wait. he But he he also paddleboarded for like 30 miles on his own. Yeah. And then one year, him and a friend, like they climbed a skyscraper. I think it was like in Philadelphia, like the staircase. Like they each did it twice in a day or something. Like these, these very, very strenuous, intense physical acts. And he does one or had been doing one every off season. But that mm-hmm. idea of work working with their like four buddies – to literally go to the surface, swim down to the bottom, hand off a boulder, and walk it across the bottom of the ocean just feels crazy and kind of cool if you can do it. Because so, it
0: yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's bananas, but damn. Yeah.
2: So some of his friends he does this with, I'm, I'm just reading an article, uh, someone ran 150 miles across the Sahara. Oof.
0: That sounds awful. Um,
1: yeah, I, and 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 can, can a uh, fucking copy machine do that? No, no, not
0: at all. So, um, I've never even ran to a fridge for a beer. Like <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is awful. I can't do that shit.
1: I haven't either, but that's because I take a, a beer with me to the fridge to get another beer. So yeah. smart, yeah, very smart,
0: smart. Yeah, yeah. Always hydrate before heading out to the jackpot. <laughs> 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 Wet uh, your whistle before
2: you wet your whistle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, what do so you have here, Number two. Okay,
1: this one was an incredible transaction. This is my freshman year of college. I'm calling this one the Formula Yellow One Cab to Save Business Ethics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one more time. The formula, the formula Yellow One Cab to Save Business Ethics. And laugh all you want. Of course, business ethics. That's a class I had. In and of itself, a joke, you know, uh, but yes, it's it's it was the final day I, I had to Boxing give a presentation. I was in my dorm at Fullerton and Racine. I was asleep, I overslept, class started at nine thirty. I woke up at nine ten, and class was downtown at State and Jackson. I woke up in a terrified uh uh fury a uh, a uh, 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 fit um i was I was schwitzing very hard immediately. I, re- I run outside, I get dressed, I run outside, by the grace of God himself, Jesus Christ, uh, came down from heaven, told the yellow cab, sir, we have a young man in need, it was right there on the corner, <laughs> I flagged it down, I hopped in, I told the guy, I said, I've got to get to Staten Jackson, DePaul Center, by 9.28am, if you can get me there by then, and it's, it's like 9.15, 9.16 probably, if you can get me there by then, I will double the fare, and then add on, like an extra 10 bucks for tip. And he was like, okay, you got it. He got onto LSD. And he was legitimately going like 90 to 95 miles an hour. Thank God there wasn't the speed
0: limit is 45. Yeah, yeah, he was
1: doubling the speed, not limit, a highway, not a highway, <laughs> yeah. technically not a highway. Um, And uh, he fucking got me down there at 9 27 AM. And again, I was, I was working. I think I mentioned before working at a cafe, making all cash, the, the fare was probably 20 bucks. I I gave him 60. I was like, you are the fucking man. Got out of the cab, ran upstairs, <laughs> got, got in by 930, gave my presentation, nailed it, got an A in the class. Uh, everything was fine. I, I don't know what wow. that driver's name was, but thank you, sir. Um,
0: it's like a risky business. Scene. It was,
1: it was, it was legitimately like one of the one of the most exciting things that's ever happened to me. Um, because also just like the adrenaline of getting there and not having a, a chance to like worry about the presentation or think about it too much. I was high energy and I was loose and I was like, I got here in that amount of time. I can do anything, and I, you know, and then gave a presentation about ethics and business, which, you know, that was I guess the start of my comedy career, honestly, but. Uh, yeah.
2: Ethics and business. If you need something illegal, pay someone a lot of money <laughs> yes. and they'll get it done for you.
1: Create a shell company that creates another shell company that then creates a subsidiary that does – then uh, handles that, that illegal transaction. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man.
2: Uh, I That's impressive. I love, that, I love that you distracted yourself from being nervous by a panic attack mm-hmm. and then the fastest you've ever gone through Chicago. Yeah. Like, Yeah, you probably weren't worried about the presentation because you were worried, will I present?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I – and it it was one of those classes too. You know like in college where like if most classes suck and you have a teacher who's just cares or is really cool and you're like, man, I just want to like make that person happy. This is one of those classes. So like if I was late or missed it, I would have felt really bad. Um, And at that point in my life, I really thought I was going to go go to like, I think I wanted to go to like a French business school to get my MBA or something like that. That was what I was on that month or whatever too. And she knew someone there. So I thought like she was going to be my connect to get me in this. Um, and thank God that never happened. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, so
2: now I see you more likely going to a French culinary school.
1: Yes. Yeah. That, that would be <laughs> go to a place to learn how to make cream and bread. I mean, I would love to do that. So um. Yeah. But
0: I think blue. that scene I'm thinking of from Risky Business, too. Curtis Armstrong is hiding in the back seat of whatever that car is is going down LSD. Yes, he is. Yeah. And he's just like, I got a trigonometry test tomorrow and I'm being chased by Guido the killer pimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and
2: nice you pull, lived it.
0: <laughs> you lived that scene. You lived it. That's impressive. Yeah, so, um uh man, I'm giving you 3 points for Formula Yellow 1 cab. Yeah, thank you. Fast also, and also, furious also to, to pop some
1: more uh illegality on there because i overslept i'm sure i had been out drinking as an 18 year old the night before so like you know
0: (laughs) i doesn't surprise me in the least
2: there is no question no question
0: no question question. uh steve uh it's about sports you're getting two points uh mitch uh you're getting three points because it was extra illegal so good job all right uh before we move on to our number ones Last chance for Hangman Wordle. Oh my God, this is so exciting. Guess a letter, guess a letter.
1: Can we guess two letters this round? Could, could, could we do that? Yes. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, so we have E-M-B-T-R, Guessed nothing there. We have an O, and it's a phrase you said. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with A.
0: There is no A. What the frick? F. One. There are three Fs. Three Fs, okay. Ooh.
1: Where are they? Can
2: I guess it? it? Can I guess it? Can I guess it? You may guess. Fuck off.
0: Fuck off is the phrase. Woo! 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 Fuck off. (laughs) That is, there were seven letters. You're going to get a seven point bonus for that. Woo!
1: Damn. Hold on. on. Didn't you say the O was in the sixth slot of the phrase?
0: Fifth fifth, fifth. Oh, he
1: said fifth damn it i misheard that i the oh oh shit okay see no you know what helps
0: if you use your ears i know number I know. one <laughs> we're going back to steve what do you have
2: well number one now that i just won seven bonus points
1: i feel like i know I mitch just... has to
0: do something super illegal for number one <laughs> to beat seven bonus points
1: yeah oh it's it, those... it's actually a real crime i have coming up at number one it's amazing
0: <laughs> great
2: All those points all at once. It's almost as if I sold my soul to the devil.
0: That's a good transaction. (laughs) Oh, wait, is this? Oh, sorry.
2: This is my number one.
0: Okay.
2: (coughs) Selling your soul, making a deal with the devil or a demon or a trickster god. Mm -hmm. It is Mephistopheles uh, bargain. Mm, yeah you pronounce it also uh was it tommy
1: johnson right the 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 blues guy didn't he sell his soul for for guitar skills
2: yeah yeah tommy johnson's his name uh (laughs) robert johnson
1: or robert sorry i i I, I think i think they call him tommy johnson was robert uh, johnson and uh no brother where art thou i think i think that as a homage to robert and i
0: was thinking charlie daniels so i I was on the Mm, way opposite end of all this
2: so whether it's for wealth or fame or otherworldly guitar playing, or I don't even know what Charlie Daniels gets out of his deal. That may not be.
0: I mean, I think it's just to prove the devil, devil wrong.
2: Yeah, that's a separate entry for another episode. But yeah, yeah. it's just because whether, he was in a
0: bind and he's way behind and he's willing to make a deal. Continue. Hmm.
2: So whether it's for wealth, fame, guitar playing, a donut, a pair of hands. Or a ride on the back of a seal safely home to Iceland is (laughs) metaphysically the most important aspect of your being that might not even exist, but don't sell it to Millhouse anyway, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) It is a trope in literature entertainment that is uh, classified old as dirt by TVTropes.com, but it can still surprise and go in a number of ways. So you can get what you want, the devil holds up his end, but you lose because you didn't read the fine print. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You get what you want, the devil holds up his end, you misinterpreted the fine print, Mm -hmm. you lose ironically.
0: We've all seen bedazzled.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get what you want, you find out it's not really what you want, and now you lost your soul for nothing. You get what you want, it is what you want. And it's worth the price. That's a draw. Maybe a win. Probably a draw. Hmm. Depends on how much value you place on a soul. Uh, you get what you want, they it rich? is what you want, and you have somehow outsmarted the devil, so he can't get what he wants. Uh, for example, you ask the devil to uh, worship God as part of uh, <laughs> your bargain. I don't think he can do that, so maybe you win. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, you get what you want. It is what you want. But the writers of the story have decided to save you at the last minute anyway. Uh, for example, uh, for example, Homer's soul wasn't his to bargain because he had already given it to Marge.
1: Oh, yeah. that's
2: sweet. So my number one, selling your soul to the devil. <laughs> what,
1: what age do you think Brendan Fraser uh, made his deal with his devil to get all of his talent for Hollywood success? uh
2: 18 when he was legally able to make that sort of transaction yeah okay Um, yeah okay
0: devil does care about age because
2: he was probably about 28 when the industry turned on him
1: right yeah
0: because there's no
1: way there's no way you're like a you're like a good a good person and get those abs that he had in encino man i mean those are those are straight from the devil
0: those are phenomenal would you take Brendan like
2: Fraser's career? Would you have those abs in Encino Man and then later get blacklisted from the industry for a decade? For nothing. For nothing? Really?
0: <laughs> I, but he's making a comeback. He's going to be in whatever the case of the flower moon with Scorsese and Leo. He's going to make his big comeback. Oh, Don't yeah, worry. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Mitch, got- do you know about this? Uh, I, at least, I recently learned how Brendan Fraser has just kind of been shoved aside for reporting sexual assault.
0: Yeah, he was assaulted. And reported it, and everyone kind of just posted oh, him. He was ass- oh, I didn't know that. He was I, I, He was the victim, not the assaulter. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I did not know that was the reason. I just thought that you know people finally realized he wasn't that talented and just stopped giving him work. But um, but I maybe he is talented now. Is that what it he's is?
0: Talented. He's super I good. He's
1: okay, I, I I saw him a bit in um uh that that one show on Showtime with uh, Dominic. Ah, fuck the guy from the from the wire and he has the, the affair the affair it's called the affair it, yes. he was in a season of that played like a bloated kind of creepy killer guy uh um he, he he was he was quite good he was he was a bit terrifying there so um, excited to excited to see scorsese bring more excitement to killers of flower moon than what david grand was able to do with his book so uh kind of boring <laughs> um, but, I,
2: I just hope it's as good as the mummy franchise
1: uh you mean tom's tom's franchise Oh, Brendan oh, was in one, wasn't he? He did have the, mo- that's right. That's right. No, no Tom's was
0: so bad, it didn't even become a franchise. <laughs>
1: oh, really? They, they they shut it down? Well, there's a sequel? You know of it? <laughs> no, I was, I'm asking you. I didn't see the first one.
0: No, the reason it got shut down is because Tom was a tyrant on it and stepped oh. over the toes of all producers, writers, and directors oh, okay. and wonders why it came out bad.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Well, th- just do your little stunts and go back to your trailer. All oh, right? Oh, my
1: God. He does not have a trailer. He has a, a, a mansion on wheels. Okay, let's be yeah. honest.
0: A wannabango. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> All right, Bango. Mitch. Come up, Give me something uh, illegal yeah. that's going to top us. Uh, this one's really... Selling your soul to re- the devil. This one's
1: really illegal. So my number one, my number one transaction... Is uh, the uh, Keys Cafe Saturday pancake purchase? Uh, Keys Cafe is a beautiful little um, one location of it. Is a beautiful little greasy spoon diner right by uh, near the house I grew up in, and uh, I, I would love going here, especially with my, my my buddy Michael Short. We'd go on a Saturday or Sunday morning, and when you got old enough to drive yourself, I really like that. Just you know, just you and your butt, you just just buds going out for for a little breakfast, you know. Um, and whoever the waitress was, let's call her Donna. She, she felt like a Donna to me, but like she could have been thirty-one, she could have been fifty-two, she could have been <laughs> sixty. I don't know, age depending on the light. But yes. her hair was up in a messy bun. She kept the pencil in the bun. Uh, you know, her her uh, her ample figure was barely uh, kept in by the by the t-shirt she was wearing. Um, she had that way of like. When she was taking your order, um, she would she would like make maybe like brush her shoulder, like and be like, "I think I'm thinking the corned beef fashion." She would like tap you on the shoulder and be like, "That is so good today." Uh, Oscar back there is whipping it up hot. That's a great good choice. But then, so then she draws you in. You're like, "Ooh, she cares about me. I love this. I'm, I'm getting some some like affection or attention from this." Is she like older sister's best friend, or is she like mysterious? cougar kind of figure, I don't know exactly what, but then she would like look away at just the right moment to make you feel like, Oh, maybe she's really, you know, she's not, she's not here to take care of me all the, and then she, and then she kind of locks back in and she just kind of plays with you a little bit back and forth and you get your perfect breakfast order off the top of the head, uh, two, two fluffy pancakes, extra, uh, side of bacon, double, double bacon, crispy, crumbled over the top uh and maybe she comes back before the entree is about to come out you know she like taps the table a little bit or a little slight brush on the arm she says guys your food's about to come out i, I just saw it, uh up on the window i'm gonna take care of these people and then be right back sit tight thank you so much huns huns too hun you gotta use hun huns honey good. huns hun that kind of thing and then the pancakes come they're super delicious and um and maybe even two if you're very lucky maybe it's busy so it's taking a little longer she wants to take care of you she wants to know that she sees you you know you you two 16 17 year old boys so she brings my little caramel roll before she's like guys this is on me thanks honey thanks sons again you feel very special uh you feel like you know you're you're the number one dog in the in the kennel like that kind of thing um and then and then this is where the illegal part comes in um, she sleeps with you, and she you're you're underage, so this is a crime you've been committing. Um, and then you wake up from the dream, uh, and the, no, that that obviously never happened. But this is this is my favorite <laughs> transaction because then you've had your beautiful breakfast. She's she it's one of those places where there's no printouts; it's all written down by hand. She slaps a ticket down, and she says, "Thank you, honeys, you've been wonderful." You know, the, the pay up at the at the cashier. Um, and I'll and, and I'll see you next time, you know, and you just feel all warm and you're full. You go and you pay and you look back, just you look back at the table a bit and she sees maybe she, she gives you a little, you know, a little wave, a little, little eyebrows up. And and she, she, she just, she keeps your attention just enough or you can't wait to come back next time and see Donna again. Um, And, and you just think, Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe Donna and I could be something one day, you know, maybe she moves into my house or I move into her apartment, you know, and, and she doesn't make pancakes that well, but she brings pancakes home from work, you know? And then, you know, and, and then she helps, she helps put you through college. And then you, you know, you get a good job as, as an engineer downtown and you're making good money. She can finally quit the job being a waitress at, at Keys, but then she's around the house too much and she starts drinking and she's like, you know, honey, I think I'd rather go back to Keys, uh, And you're like, that's fine. That's fine. That's totally cool. You need something to do. And then th- three months later, there's another there's a younger guy that comes over to play cards and he's about 17 and he loves pancakes only he likes it with ham instead of bacon and now you're like where's my place in this world you know and, and your your attention starts to drift you lose your job as an engineer and now you're like did was i even good at building bridges in the first place maybe you weren't you know but maybe you're just doing it to impress her you know and so the next morning don is not there when you wake up and but her little white Henley is there, hanging on the corner of the bed of the bedpost, you know. And you're like, you smell it. And it smells like a little bit of grease and some pancakes. And then, and that's it. And you got, and, and you got to go to a different Keys location. And Donna's not there. Okay, bud. you got to go to college again. <clears> At <throat> the Paul <throat> <laughs> University.
2: Did the first one not take? Is it because take. a
1: waitress paid for it <laughs> and That's it wasn't it's real? <laughs> it's because you realize you're not good at science. So yeah. That's my number one transaction. Keys Cafe Saturday pancake purchase. So there it is.
0: Oh, that phrase you just said reminded me of a story my dad told me once about one of his coworkers. He's like, yeah, my daughter was going to nursing school, but she did drop out because she was having a real hard time with the sciences. <laughs> Well, yeah, well,
2: it's <laughs> that's, most of it.
0: <laughs> that's gonna be a problem. So <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> it Makes it, a lot of sense. It, so you should probably.
1: At least she knows yeah, what's the one, yeah,
0: yeah, it's the one from Animal House. So like you're pre-law. I thought you were pre-med. Eh, same difference. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mitch, that was a valiant effort. Thank uh, you. It was,
1: I tried hard. It was, it, I tried real. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying real hard. I threw it all at the wall. So. <laughs>
0: uh so i'm gonna give you three points for that round Uh, steve you're getting two points for your round which brings steve to a total of 20 Wow! now mitch that brings you to a total of 14 but you did get the guessing of the mongolian dynasty bonus correct you did say huns history of the huns mongolian dynasty for an extra five points only brings you to 19 which makes steve our winner for today Almost. I tried. I tried to. I tried to give it for you.
2: Thank you, man. But I did. Now, six points would have been too much for that.
0: Two points. Two points. I mean, I have a finite amount of points to give Mm. for Mongolian dynasties. Mm -hmm. Now, congratulations to our guests for winning today. But we cannot leave today without listening to our fast five, which, of course, is the fast five things I'd say if I was on the Yellowstone (laughs) Range. Number five. Mind them boots, boy. You may put one in front of the other, but I alone allow you to rise with the sun. Number four.
2: That's
0: great. Yikes. I stared down many a point. So the next time you draw a blade, you best be intending to use it because I ensure intend to end every breath I draw mine on. And that's a long list of references I can't provide. Oh. Number three. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing more important than family except land and I'd kill my family to protect this land because what's the point of land if you can't leave it to family (laughs) number two (laughs) she's got more zip than a coyote bear trapped in the morning dew. number one (laughs) there ain't no nurture in this nature you born bad you are bad and you best be good at doing bad things and that's <laughs> the week's edition of Uber Cinco with his gentle claw from the quaint Sopoco district of Chicago has been Mitch Brinkman and once again Michigan's sexiest librarian rapscallion has been Stephen Moore and I've been your big wet boy Brian Ernst and as Biz Bear always says shit in the woods I do vida Zane and adios you've just listened to uber cinco a production of ubk studios subscribe to the show on apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you get your fine podcasts from
1: If you like what you hear and want to support the show please visit our patreon site at patreon.com slash ubk studios every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay keep
2: tabs on us on all the social media at ubk studios and most importantly subscribe to our youtube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good midwestern boys